Hey guys, this is Joy. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. This is Claire. We're here. It's Thursday. We're doing it. It's We are recording just mere moments before releasing this. We mere really moments. had to pack it in. Your internet was out on Monday. Yeah. And then t- t- happy birthday to Scott yesterday. Happy birthday. Oh, man. It was a rough birthday. We have to do a do-over. I'm not going to say what happened because there's just like, it's not worth, it's, it's private, but it was more like just a lot of weird oh things happened was there marital strife sounds like there was marital no strife. no 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 like fam- some family stuff that's just oh, like okay, okay. that came up and um so not no like not hot goss not yes. hot goss i wish i could be like oh it's hot goss but it's more like oh, i don't want to share that stuff but yeah, it was like right, a hard right. day for him and then oh. like work was really busy and then i just made the most horrible mistake i ordered us dinner i was like okay he's really stressed and really busy and so i'm gonna order us dinner because he was just like in the mood you know that mood where you're like, what do you want for dinner? And he's like, I don't know. I just like, just do something. I'm like, all right, this is a moment where I just like need to take action and not ask him for what he wants and just like guess what he might like, which I know at this point, but uh, ordered dinner. I was so flustered just yesterday. Didn't, I don't know. There's just, we're all dealing with things, guys. So yesterday I was also a little bit distracted and flustered. And so I put in the order on Uber Eats and forgot to put in my address. So the address line just said like a geotag, which I just wasn't paying attention because I thought Uber Eats had saved my address, which it yeah. does on my account. Yeah. It does on my account. So where so, did it go? Did they so like drop it in a field near he your house? Dro- exactly. No. He dropped it in a field near my house. And he just... Uh, wait, are you serious? I'm not kidding. He sent me the photo. It was in a field by this like random gate that was nowhere near a house. And so I was like... And so I got... And here's the oh other thing. Gosh. While the delivery was happening and I wasn't paying attention to like where it was on the map. You know how you can like track where they are. I wasn't paying attention to my phone. And stupid me has all of my notifications silenced for my calls that aren't from numbers. Like if it's from a number I don't have saved in my phone, then I don't get a ring. Of course, yeah. And so it wasn't ringing and the guy was trying to call me and be like, where the heck is... Do you really want your food? Yes. So he was doing due diligence and I wasn't paying attention to my phone. I saw these missed calls. Anyway, needless to say, the food just ended up in a random field. I kind of like saw loosely where it ended up. And I was like, I'm not about to go get it. Like, who knows? Did you know where it was? Yeah, I knew where it was. It was probably like two miles from my house. And so I was like, well, that was a loss. So we didn't get the food we wanted. And then so I throw a fit because I'm just like, ah, this day is the worst. We need like a birthday do over. So I'm sorry, Scott. It was just a birthday fail. So you know? is there still like sushi sitting in a field and wet wheat ridge? Yeah, right it was now? a great meal from Vital Root. And oh, no. Yeah, I know. Um, I really hope happened. someone picked it up and, and enjoyed it. That's That was all I could think about. I, a similar thing happened to me last week, except I did have, like I ordered DoorDash and I work right downtown. So there's like really no reason I should ever be ordering DoorDash. But I had a meeting. I had like meetings all through lunch. So I just wasn't going to be able to leave. So I DoorDashed from... I mean, we're talking like a half a mile away. You know, there's a ton of office buildings all in that area. And they sent me a picture that was like, okay, I dropped off at the front desk. And I was like, that's not our front desk. That's not our floor. I hate that. That's like, I mean, and actually to be fair, it's like the only time that's happened to me, but we do have the opposite problem of someone in this neighborhood has a very similar address to us where I think it's 
so our house faces a street called 30th and right. but our other cross street is Lamar. And so, you know, people in Denver they have don't, like your address don't come Lamar. at me. But their address yeah. is Lamar, but our our house, our garage faces Lamar, but our house faces your house, 30th. Your front door is hard to find. It's very hard. People pass it all the time. And I always tell people, I don't mean to over-explain my address, but people pass it all the time. So yeah. anyway, we have the opposite problem where food constantly gets delivered to our house. And I try to catch it as much as possible. Like people will be coming up to our door with food and I'm opening the door like, no, 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 you have the wrong house. Like I try to save it. But then there's been a few times where people have delivered food to our um, our backyard gate because that faces Lamar. And I'm like, note to drivers, the house, the door has to face the street that it's on for that to be the street address. Right. Like, do you understand like our house door does not face Lamar. Anyway, right. so we constantly get this food delivery and it's all the time. Or we get like plumbers showing up at our house. We get, so I don't know if, and I will say, I think it's in Edgewater. It's just a couple streets down or a couple like blocks down. Like you have to look at right. Lamar Street versus Lamar Avenue or whatever. It's like, it's like, I don't know. We haven't figured out yet like who it is. But I should probably just like become friends with that person so I could call them and be like, do you have a food delivery? Because we have it. <laughs> you honestly should just like, right, follow them the next time to the actual house and be like, hi. Yeah. Now that I think about it, a couple of years ago, because this has been going on for quite some time, I actually yeah. found the person somehow, I think I, because uh, they gave us the address, I think I found the person on Facebook and was like, hey, <laughs> I should go back in my messages and see if they're still there. They never responded, but it was like, oh, that's right. what it was. We got this like huge J Crew delivery. And I was like, oh, no, no, this is really important. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, that's it. And then um, now I'm remembering Scott actually went and drove it over to the person's house because he felt so bad. He's like, we're not going to like, like. Right. This you know, is like hundreds of dollars. Worth yes. Of so he like actually went and found the house and like delivered it anyway. So that's been the saga. And that was the birthday one. saga and food delivery saga. So. Yeah, we're recording this the day before we're releasing it. Um, a lot's going on in the world. We polled people to see what you wanted us to talk about. You know, one nice person said, "Talk about what you what like what you guys feel like talking about." And I really appreciate that. But sometimes it also helps to be like, "Okay, what do you guys really need?" Right. Like we do this. I mean, a lot of actually the reason we do podcasts is kind of selfish. Like it's helpful for us to process things and, you know, then Joy and I get to hang out. But also, well, also to be clear, Joy and I only see each other in real life. Maybe once, once a month. Year. Well, we'll, well we've been trying better. Related. Oh, so yeah. Non- yeah, that's we, true. Like, that's we get true. together and do like the fo- those photos. Right. But that's not like hanging out, hanging out. We do like content and we're, and we're like, and we're together for like 40 minutes and then we yeah. leave. And then, but other than that, like we only see each other socially maybe once a year. Yeah. You know what? That really bothers Scott. He's always like, He seems to think that, and he's so funny, like the opinions he has about our podcast. He's always like, don't you miss recording in person? I'm like, yeah, but you do realize that we haven't recorded in person for like years. In like five years. And so he'll always be like, why don't you go over there and record in person? I'm like, do you understand the logistics that would take to ha- make that happen? Like, the recording all, setup I we would- 45 minutes away from <laughs> yeah. you. And, so, and then like the recording setup we would have to redo right. and, you know, logistics of like people managing. And it was just like, it's really funny how he really wants us to be together. And he's always like, Aww, why don't you fine. do? Yeah. The other quick update I want to give is that, hey guys, I'm doing a little bit better this week. I feel like last week was a real, 
rough one. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. And if we have time today, I want to read some of the emails. I don't know if we will have time today, but in a future episode, we can read some of the really nice emails people wrote and lovely, lovely, compassionate stories about breaking down in airports, which just makes me feel less alone. And I really appreciate that. Like, I feel like when when you're doing it, when you're having a breakdown in an airport, you feel like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm the only person who's like ever had to or like, couldn't break keep down it together. Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. But I also, I feel like an airport particularly, you're just like For surrounded sure. by strangers and you can't get away. For sure. Like the time I had a breakdown crying in Whole Foods, I could just leave and go home. Right. Whereas you can just like, go sit in your car and gather yourself. Like the airport, like you cannot leave. No, you're stuck. But I think it's actually like a common, a more common thing. Yeah. And also, obviously, with Roe v. Wade being overturned last week, it's been a very intense week. As you guys know, we are extremely pro-choice. We are not going to mince words about that. I know and appreciate that abortion is a very contentious topic. I'm not here to convince you whether you can should be pro-choice or pro-life, because I know that really the crux of the issue is when an embryo or a fetus becomes a person and a baby and a human. And that is a philosophical question that no one will ever be able to answer. You know, you you can have the most deeply held belief about that, but it's not a question that has an empirical answer. And I also know, you know, there's a lot of very well thought out, right, written pieces out there around how legally and medically the crux of the question is whether or not you can use your body to keep someone else alive. But I think ethically, the question or not ethically, but you know, the, the crux between pro-choice and pro-life really tends to be around that question of like, when do you start considering this embryo or fetus or, you know, to be a person? And that's not something that we're ever going to be able to convince you about. And that's not what we're here to do. And I right. think I don't think it's it's no part of our podcast, I think, and hopefully I, I'm sure there's times when we failed at it just because we're human and our emotions get the best of me. I'm not gonna speak for you. Um, where it may feel preachy. I know that that's, you know, just something that's gonna happen is like my human nature because I feel passionate about certain things, but it's never to a point of trying to convince people that we're right. Like that's never ever what we want. Because it's important for us to be a platform of empowering women and speaking our truth and sharing our stories in hopes that it helps other people. And if, you know, we'd, we've always said this, even like when when we talked about Trump being in office and the really difficult four years of having him be our president, you know, that drew a lot of um, negativity. And I think what I realized is that issues like this are just so polarizing and there's just so much more to it than a side A and a side B. Immediately when we go to talking about this topic, topic, it's like pro-choice, pro-life. Those two words have very specific meanings in people's minds where the gray area is just so vast that I think that, you know, we'd be doing a disservice if we just whittled it down to those two points. I agree. And I, I think that, you know, the reason that I bring that up is just to say that, like, I know that there are deeply held belief systems that inform people's opinions on that. But I also think the reality is that we support abortion for any reason. Yes. I don't think, right. you know, I, I know that there are a myriad of medical, very intense, important, life-threatening right. things right. that for, you know, for which abortion is needed. And also, I think you should be able to get an abortion to terminate a pregnancy without being in a life-threatening situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a it, that's a very important point to talk about that of where we aware our stance is that women like I, 
Yeah, I think that anyone who can anyone get with pregnant uterus, should be yeah. able to end that pregnancy for any reason. I know there's a part to that argument where people will say, oh, you know, so you think that people should just be able to abort their babies at eight months. And the reality is that the vast majority of abortions happen before eight weeks. The very late term quote unquote abortions are almost without exception, people who have received devastating news about the health of that fetus. And so I don't want to go into all of these like what aboutism arguments. Right. The reality that is that, for, that, yeah. is a, that that is a conversation and a decision that should be personal between that pregnant person and that pregnant person's family and doctors. Not something that random strangers on the internet should be pretending to know what that's like. Yep. Should be pretending to take them high and mighty ground above mm -hmm. whatever they think that someone else should be doing. Ultimately, this is a religious belief that people hold that should not be managed by the government. Right. I think that the thing that keeps coming up in my mind is how the government is so hell-bent and made this horrible decision to govern women's bodies where medical necessity is not defined and medical necessity is not to be determined by the effing government. Uh, and nor do they, nor do they, medically necessary, right, right, right. But I'm know, saying yeah, like, but I'm saying all like of the the, all of the above. And like, that is something to me that when they start to open that can of worms and all the other things that are now on the table, which don't even get me started of, being overturned scares me, but the medical professionals are not the ones driving these decisions with their patients. This right. is a discussion again, patient and medical provider. They get to decide together what works best for them and what their choice is together. And now the government has decided this is going to happen. Sorry. I'm not sure if anyone listened to the daily this week where they reported from four abortion clinics of what happened immediately, the immediate effect on women's lives. It's devastating. I don't I mean, not even the patients, the people who work at these clinics who had to make the phone calls, the nurses that are coming in, holding people's hands as they're crying, saying, what do I do? It's really overwhelming. So I think the, the part that is really hard for me to grasp, and I've been thinking a lot about this, and I, I don't really want to go into it on the podcast, but how my entire life I've assumed this is my right and this is my choice. And that in my reproductive health is something that I can control and I can make a decision about. There are things that I've been thinking a lot about over my um, and family or friends that are listening. Please don't listen to this part because I don't want you to hear this about me. But like my sexual health and the sexual choices that I've made in my life that have resulted in some decisions that I've had to make or at least like had options to was something I always assumed would be there for me and right. you, has been there for me. And I think whether that is birth control, whether that's IVF. I mean, I think like the implications of this, to your point, like just feeling that comfort of knowing if something were unexpected were to happen, I would have some options. And then suddenly that not being the case anymore. Right. And I, as a woman in my twenties, I just think back to some instances where I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'm like, I just, that was always there for me. And I mean, even now, like up to my 40s, like I'm just, I'm saying like the young me that went through some stuff, that was always 
there for me. I, I mean, I just, it's just so hard to think now that there's young women, any woman, but I, I think what I go to is like the young women who are growing up in a world where now this is not an option. Whereas like the entire, I mean, listen, at 45, I'm not really in my prime of reproduction years. But what I'm saying is like for the majority of my reproductive years, that has always been like, oh, I have that choice. At least and, on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No. And I, I think it's just bringing, I, I, I'm struggling to, to like talk about it in a way that doesn't, is not too vague because I just, there's things I don't really want to share. But I think what it is, is like, there's a part of me that if you're feeling like things are coming up where you feel a little bit like traumatized or like now it's, such a such a loss. It feels like such a loss. And I walk around grocery stores and stores now where I'm like, looking at other women going, it's almost like we have this like sisterhood in a way that's unspoken now where I'm just looking at every person that I walk by of like, we live in this world now where we kind of have to fight a little bit harder. It's not to say that this is new. I don't think any of this is like really new, but it's really a big blow. It's, it's a lot. I don't have a lot. I don't have the right words, but it's just a lot. And I think that now we're just trying to plug into where we can go next. That's gonna make a difference. At least that's what's been on my mind. Yeah, I think it's a lot. It makes me feel like, you know, what will we ever get to a place where things in this country really feel safe, really feel like we are heading in a trajectory that feels positive. I think, you know, on top of the very real ways that this affects us personally as women and affects the people we know and affects the people we love and care about and affects, you know, will affect Evie one day. And like, apart from those very real things that, you know, keep us awake at night, there's also the bigger picture of like, wow, this just feels like another blow with the ax to the stability that we once felt for me, like that stability really blew up at the beginning of the pandemic where I know I've talked about this before, but for me, the biggest thing during the pandemic was it like blew up this feeling I had of like, Oh, someone has a plan. I always assumed like, Oh, if something really bad were to happen, like someone, some agency out there or something like someone has a plan for this. And like the grownups are going to show up and they never did. They never did. Yeah. Like the grownups, like we, I think about that too. It's like, someone's got to figure this out for us. Like someone's got to be the leader. It's like, still to this day, we're all just like still making it up as we go. And that to me was a huge wake up call. Like, wow, there is not a safety net in like a a real comprehensive, you know, there's, there will always be a safety net for wealthy, well-connected people. But there is not like a comprehensive plan here for any of this. Over the last few years, I just have felt that more and more every time something happens. And I think, you know, this has made me feel that even more that like, wow, there is nobody out there looking out for us. And I feel that way as a person with immense privilege. And I know we say this and I know it probably to some people sounds like lip service, but, you know, I do try to recognize how if I feel this way, how other people in even more vulnerable positions must feel. It's just a really hard time right now. And I think the past week, I know I found myself getting really upset about things at the drop of a hat. I felt really anxious all the time. I have felt alternately like not able to sleep and then really exhausted. And all I want to do is sleep. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is like a, like the type of response you go through during a trauma. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been having nightmares about it. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot. The one, the two, the two accounts that are kind of giving me hope right now, three, the Instagram accounts that I feel like, okay, I just need 
I need someone to kind of lead the charge at least, you know, to kind of make me feel like, okay, we're going to be okay, guys, <laughs> guys, girls, people is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So her account has been really, really helpful because she's kind of like, here's the action we need to take guys. Like, let's she's not, great. she's great. Yeah. And then, um, feminist fabulous on Instagram, Liz Plank. She's actually Canadian, but she just does amazing journalism. And she's always like, she always has the right things to say, in my opinion, the things I need to hear with some humor at times, like I just need that. Um, And then the Planned Parenthood accounts, because I'm just like, all right, what they've got the finger on the pulse of like, what is going on? I signed up to volunteer, which is a really easy thing that you can do because there's so many ways that you can volunteer. And they plug you in really quickly with like, how you can show up and volunteer that is a space that is feels doable for you. That's not for everybody, but that was just something where I was like, oh, okay, like, let's, let's see where I can help with this. They have like really awesome onboarding for volunteers of like how you can participate and continuing to educate, be an activist, <laughs> donate, but we yeah. can't just, I, I, I think this morning there was another part of me that's like, I feel like I'm training for war. My mindset is in this mode of like, I know this sounds really stupid, but I just was like, I started lifting weights really heavy this week. I was like, I need to like, I like I needed to feel powerful and strong. So I was just like, I haven't really been lifting a lot. I started lifting a lot of weights this week, put pink in my hair for this like, I don't know, F normal crap. Like I, I always do that. But like this week, especially I was like, oh, it's going back in. Those are my weird rebel things that I need to do to kind of like keep the energy going in my mind. Otherwise, I will crawl in a hole and be sad. And I think this morning I was like, yes, I can be sad, but I don't think we have the time to rest anymore. I don't care how tired I am. Like now I just have to push through it and be like, we got to face this. This is no effing around. So we agreed on the podcast that we were not going to talk about this the whole hour, but I just wanted to, we wanted to address it. This will be an ongoing conversation, obviously, like this is just the beginning, but we feel you and uh, we are here for you. All right. So we asked for some questions. We're going to take a sharp right turn and get into some just sort of like funny, quirky, random questions. Some brain breaks. Also, guys, um, I would strongly consider this summer doing an old season of Bake Off. I know we've threatened to do that mm, before, mm-hmm. but threatened. I would really consider <laughs> <laughs> Watch I out. I don't think the US. So my initial instinct was like, oh, we should go back and do the very first season. I don't think we have that available to us in the US. We we have it like limited distribution on Netflix where we get the newer ones, but only some of the older ones. Right. Um, but I, I think have it a would season be... in mind that I yeah. love, which is the one with where Nadia and Flora is there. And I just loved that season a lot. So maybe we'll go back and do that one. So we'd just, have like, to like let people know. Yeah, that's true. We would I would want to let people know so they can like watch along. Because otherwise, yeah. it's like, you know. But also, like, maybe if you're like me and you're a big Bake Off fan, you kind of are, like, watching episodes all the time. Oh, okay. Like, I I use it as a comfort show, for sure. Sure. Um, But yeah, we, we would need to go back through and watch it. And then we could just release them all in a batch or release two or three at a time since we aren't waiting the week. You know, so then you could, like, right. watch a couple at night and then listen to the podcasts the next day on your commute. So I would really like to do that. And... Maybe I will bake some of the technicals, but not all. Ooh, that's a good idea. Okay, great. Okay, go-to recipes. Speaking of baking, this person says, what are your go-to recipes when you're asked to bring a dish to share? Well, you you have one, I'm sure. I mean, 
I feel like my my answer to this question is like in my dream life where I have time to actually make something, it's probably along the lines of like banana bread or muffins or like a, like a, a dessert type of, you know, pie. But in my real life where I normally just have to like grab something, I'll bring like chips and guac or like a watermelon. <laughs> but I also, I feel like being able to make good guacamole can get you so far in life. I feel like Anthony saying that. I feel like he would say that. That's true. So if you can make good guacamole, I would say that I I think I make good guacamole, even though avocados are like $3 per avocado in Colorado. So I haven't been making guacamole very much lately, but I would say that's my main, my main thing I bring. Since it's been a while since I've like gone to a event where I've had to bring food. Well, I usually bring beverages. However, in my twenties, I was real I was a baker. I was like baking a lot. I was making cupcakes for people. I don't know if it was like the oven that I had that had like the perfect, I don't know, temperature and pressure and altitude, but it would always make the best cupcakes. And I'd always bring them to work and everyone would be like, these are the best cupcakes I've ever had. I'm like, they're boxed. Why? I don't know what the, I don't, don't know what the secret is, but I would always make this like cherry bar dessert that my mom like gave me this recipe and it was super easy and I'd always make it because it like only took me any like less than an hour and everyone freaking loved it I'll have to get the recipe and see if I can like post it because it was great and it was super easy Um, I will also add that if we're having a dinner party and I have to make like an entree for a lot of people chicken enchiladas very into chicken enchiladas love it okay would you rather have no teeth or no fingernails hmm Probably no teeth because that's the first thing everyone notices about you is your smile. You would rather have no teeth? Oh, I'd rather have teeth. Sorry. No fingernails. Yeah, I think no fingernails. Generally, although teeth are easier to get fake ones, but I feel like that's not really the spirit of the question. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Don't be that person. I know. I think no fingernails. Um, (laughs) Never DM us and say neither, by the way. (laughs) Never. Never, never. Just kidding. If you had to live... I think like we've answered a similar question to this recently. If you had to live anywhere other than the USA, where would you each choose? Oh, yeah. I think we did talk about this. And I think I said Costa Rica, but that someone wrote me and was like, you don't want to live in Costa Rica. And I was like, well, but, like, let me just dream life it. Can I just pretend? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just pretend. Maybe I'd live in France because I speak a little bit of French. Sure. Put yeah. that to use. I would move to Mexico, I think, um, in like a little expat beach town. Or I would... In my in my dreams, I would love to live in like Iceland, mm. where women have tons of rights. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Uh, somebody just wrote, "What's the plan for this? What is the plan? What for this? is the plan?" Oh, if, if gestures that, to everything. Oh, uh, gestures to everything. <sighs> Megan wants to know our best dad jokes. I don't have any good dad jokes, but I do need to tell you guys that Miles thinks that he can tell dad jokes and Aww. he just comes up with like word plays. So he'll be like, like, what was a funny one that he did recently? He just basically will start words with other letters, which I can't think of an example now, but like maybe instead of saying orange, he'll be like, mom, I have a joke. Are you going to eat that plorange? Ah! <laughs> was that a good dad joke? I'm like, is this, is this sort of like his knock knock joke era where he would just be like, knock knock, who's there? And then he would just be like, pizza. Pizza who? Pizza, pizza. Oh my gosh. I love that he's like making up his own jokes. I know. It's very funny. How do you construct the perfect taco or other food if you have something else you prefer? Mm. 
Okay. Well, first of all, it, let's start with this question. Are you a soft, tur- t- soft taco or hard taco person? Oh man, I really prefer hard tacos. I'll have, I don't discriminate with the hard and soft tacos, but I really like hard tacos. I also love a hard taco. It's like a chip. Yeah, it's true. That's what it is. That's what it is. It feels I, like I a agree. Chip. I actually am surprised that we both are choosing hard tacos. <laughs> okay. Do you like beans or no beans? Beans. Mm, I could take or leave beans. Rice in the taco or on the side? I'm going to put it on the side. I agree. Are you, what type of meat are you going for? I'm going to go for beef. I like mm. ground beef. Okay. I, I'm, I like a fried fish or a shrimp. Okay. But carnitas is my, mostly my go-to. Mm, I was going to say you're a carnitas person. Yeah. What type of salsa? Mild. Like a pico? Yeah. And I will also, sometimes I'll do more spicy, but I don't like, like spicy, spicy salsa. Yeah. I really am like a, I love a green salsa. I love spicy. I love chunky. Like I want it to be chunky. Mm-hmm. Are you chunky or smooth salsa? Mm, I could, I'd probably go towards chunky. Okay. All of these, I'm like, you can't go wrong with tacos. Really so it's really hard wrong. for yeah. me to be like, but, but I'm like, yep. if you want me to. If you're, it's the yeah. perfect one. Yes. What, any other toppings? I do like lettuce. And I mean, if I'm going for cheese, <laughs> I do like some cheese in there. What about guacamole? Oh, of course. I feel like I've actually gotten to the point where I prefer just like a bowl of chips and guac and then no guac on the taco. Sure. I want an unadulterated guac experience. Okay. But I love a pickled red onion. Mm, okay. I love pickled red onions. Yeah. That was a great question. Thank you. Uh, what would be, this is also from Megan, what would be ideal weather if cloudy with a chance of meatballs was real? Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. I know it, premise. but I haven't. Yeah. The premise is that like this inventor creates this machine that he accidentally shoots into a cloud that so he can program it to rain any type of food oh so what 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 type of food would you want to rain or like then one day they have like a snow day and it's ice cream oh i mean probably pancakes (laughs) anything bread any type of carb can rain from the sky by the way, these all of these questions, you guys really showed up for us. You I was, really, really did. I was so happy reading all these questions. <laughs> like, this is the exact balance of life that we it need really right is. now. Yeah. So many food-related questions. You guys so really great. know us. Yeah. Um, I think I would choose – so I have two choices, two options here. The food I would really want to eat if it fell from the sky would be, like, popcorn or something that you could just, like, ah, <laughs> just catch in your mouth. Oh, that reminds me of, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. But what I were also, the things, like – no, it was the bubbles. That was the fizzy lifting drink. Oh, the lickable wallpaper. That oh, was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I always was like, what does that really taste like? I really thought I wanted to live in that world. I mean, I feel like you, that, that would not be that hard to make a lickable wallpaper. But It probably um, already exists, actually. Yeah, and it probably just like ends up being sticky and weird after mm-hmm. it's like the fruit roll-up stuck to your wall. Um, I think, though, that like the sensory experience I would, I would want would be like, would be noodles. I would just love to like... <sighs> squish around in some noodles. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I wouldn't eat them though. Oh, okay. Okay. If you could only wear, and then this person coming in hot with the outerwear questions, oh. if you could only wear one coat for the rest of your life, which coat would you choose? Do you have one? Because you're such a coat person. I mean, it's gotta be just like a mid, like a lightish to midweight puffy jacket, like a nano puff. It's the most versatile. Yeah. The I will share this disgusting coat that I have that I like won't get rid of that Scott's so I was like, this oh, is yeah. so dirty. But I won't get rid of it because I love it so much. It's this Nike, like, special edition puffer jacket that you – it's a pullover, but there's zippers on the side so that you can vent if you need to, meaning, like, it just – it, like, zips all the way up to your armpit on each side. So if it gets too hot, you can vent. 
It also has a roo pouch in front that zips so I can put all of my dog necessities in there. Um, and then the neck, it's like a half zip, uh, zips up your neck. And so it like, kind of covers your neck as well. And it's the best jacket, but I've had it for so long. And I've watched it, washed it a few times, but you know, it's never the total same from right. when you first get it. No. And he's always like, when are you going to throw that out? I'm like, when I find one exactly like this, because I've yet to find one I exactly like this. I will be buried like this. in this jacket, yeah, Scott. It's the best. I would wear that forever. <laughs> Do you sleep with socks or no socks? It depends. Um, I would say 90% of my life, no socks. But if I am not feeling great and I'm sick and I put like, you know, something on my feet to like, I don't know, they do the Vicks on your feet trick or whatever, or which I know you hate, like putting things on your feet. Or if it's like a really, really, really cold night, then I'll put socks on my feet. I agree. I I don't like the feeling. I sleep in socks when I'm camping. Otherwise, I have no socks unless it's like freezing cold outside for some reason. I like this one. Emotional support movie, aka what movie can you always watch and never get tired of? Mm. I have like three major ones. Okay, what are they? Mean Girls, obviously. Clueless. Oh my gosh, I just lost it. Uh, mean Girl, Clueless. Legally uh, Blonde? Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Legally Blonde. I would say Midnight in Paris, Walter Mitty, and Chocolat are my three. They're all very like wanderlusty. It just yeah. kind of makes me want to like, and, and jazzy also. Mm-hmm. Joy and Claire switch bodies for a week. No one must find out. How would that go? Oh, man. I mean, I get, I better learn to bake um, or yeah. really love iced coffee. You're going to have to memorize the karate schedule. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to memorize the karate schedule and bedtime and what time everybody gets up and schedules of to and fro, work schedule. Yeah, meetings, I have a lot calls, of schedules. <laughs> a lot of schedules to manage. A lot of schedules to manage. I think it would be great. I think I would just like go for runs and see what it feels like to- <laughs> To like running. To like running. And you could go for a run and understand why I hate it. So much. <laughs> Sometimes I thought about it. I'm like, if you could just run like a quarter mile in my body, you would understand why I hate this. So much. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's actually a good experiment to be like, mm-hmm. now you understand. Right. If Joy was a dog type, what type would she be and why and vice versa? So if you were a dog type, hmm. hmm. I mean, it's really hard for me not to say a lab or golden because that's like, I just feel like you're not like dopey the way that uh, like, I know that your labs aren't dopey. But I think as a breed, labs and goldens are normally like a little bit dopey. So maybe I and need you something. you also don't indiscriminately like people as much as labs and goldens. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would be. Like a French bulldog or. <laughs> yeah. Or like a German shepherd or something that's like really loyal mm. to the people that it's loyal to. But oh, like German... doesn't really care about other people. I'm going to say German shepherd then for sure. Yeah. yeah that, that and tracks. it's not that you like don't like other people, but you just don't care. Oh, no, you're you can say that. That's very accurate about me. Yeah, right. It's like more of an apathy towards mm-hmm. people who are outside of your little pack. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. What about me? Hmm. Something like a corgi or <laughs> <laughs> like corgis are corgis. so cute and so smart. And they just kind of like royal. Trying, yeah, like royal, like the queen will only tolerate. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like that would be. I'll take a corgi. Okay. I, I don't really know what I thought you were going to say, but corgi wasn't it? But yeah. I'll take it. Okay. Great. Okay. Um. Actually, somebody else had a good dog question. Let me see if I can find it. Someone asked, "What breed of dog would we be?" Like asking ourselves. So I feel like that covers that as well. About dog breeds for busy, laid back homebodies. How are you a busy and laid back homebody? I've heard greyhounds are really good for. Oh, my friend Heather has like, two greyhounds. She just got a second greyhound. Hi, Heather. Her first dog is named Fern and she's so sweet. And then 
they just got another one named Rita and they're all, they're retired Greyhound racers. That's my dream is like at one point in my life to get a retired. And I know they're like, they're less and less like, uh, available. I think. Um, no, they're actually still like, Oh really? Pretty available. I talked to a, there's a, the framing company that I go to near my house when I need pictures framed, they have great, they like rescue Greyhounds. And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, they're not as available right now. Cause they're not, breeding them as much i don't know so um, so yeah well but they, they are the best dogs to just like lounge around they're not I agree. they're super so active. you think about them being super fast but they are can, they can sprint for like five seconds and then they're asleep the rest of the day and they're really sweet i will say heather has had and i think this i has told me she's had this problem and she has told me it's a common problem if you have a rescue greyhound they are not all that socialized when they're being trained for mm. racing yeah. And they are also trained to race by really honing in on their prey drive because they're chasing that like bunny yep. thing. Yep. So it's hard to find one who is going to be good with like cats in the house. Um, a lot of them eventually are fine with kids, but you know, at first are just like, just take, they have like a longer adjustment period because they're not all that socialized. Um, Cause you want them to ignore everything going on around them when they're racing. And an interesting fact that Heather actually told me, was that if you rescue a greyhound racer dog, they will never tell you the dog's real name. Oh, that's interesting. They give them like a code name because they don't, oh. it's like, because they don't want someone to call their name from the stands and have them get distracted. Oh, that's so interesting. Right? That's super interesting. So like the dogs don't really know their names. That's super interesting. Because they're called different names all the time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. Like the trainer has a name for them, but that trainer never tells the name to anyone else. That's so interesting. That's kind of like a kill. It's like a kill word when the dogs that are like working for the police department, like need to kill someone, not kill. You guys know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I just got real dog. The other one I have heard really great things are great Danes Mm, mm -hmm. that are, they're very laid back, but the problem is that they only live to be like eight or nine. Yeah. Um, Our next door neighbor has a Rhodesian Ridgeback who is so chill. Oh, I had a friend with one that wasn't. <laughs> oh, and I mean every every single dog. Really, the caveat here obviously is like every, every single dog, is different, do- yeah. and it really depends on how you right. raise and train your dog. Yeah. But this next door neighbor, the dog's name is Mo. It's this like hundred and ten pound Rhodesian Ridgeback, and Mo and River are BFFs. Mo will come to our front door. Our front door at our new house is like the top half is like window panes, and Mo is tall enough that he comes to the door and like puts his head up, and you can see him standing outside the front door in front of the window. And I like our driveway is touched with the neighbors, so he just like they let him out, and he just walks over, and they just watch him from his from their porch. They, he oh, just walks he over, just comes and says, hello. and comes and like basically knocks on the door, like, "Hey, can River come play?" That's so cute. And we let River out, and they will just like wrestle in the front yard for an hour. Oh, but then within that. about, ri- but they'll play for a while, but Mo needs a lot of breaks. <laughs> Mo's like JT. Yeah. He's tired. But he's only like three. Anyway. But I appreciate people wanting to, you know, definitely research personalities, breeds before you adopt or rescue a dog. Mm -hmm. This person just shared a random thought with us, which I appreciate. Drought plus heat wave equals dead lawn. How can I take a shower on my lawn? Turn the sprinklers on. Run through Mm -hmm. the sprinklers. Get yourself some. Get yourself um, a cold shower. That's actually really good for your health. Get yourself some biodegradable soap. Like probably a little bit of Dr. Bronner is not going to kill your lawn. Don't Mm-mm. quote me on that. Yeah, but I have not. a feeling you're uh, you're Dr. I think Bronner. you're fine. It probably was, says somewhere in that in that all that text well, there it says like take, it's okay for the lawn. Yeah, like you can take <laughs> that type of like Castile soap. Like that's the type you're, you are supposed to take if you're going camping because uh-huh. it can it like dilutes in the river and isn't toxic. Oh, cool. But okay. I don't know if that translates into not killing your lawn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do not come at us if your lawn gets a yellow spot. 
Okay. So people have asked this question before, but I like the addition. This is from Kelly. Who would play you in the Joy and Claire movie? And who would play Brandon and Scott? <laughs> we talked about who would play us, but or who we would want have to play we, us. Who did I pick before? I, probably, right, I think you picked Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay. I kind of want Jessica Peel now. Jessica okay. Peel, maybe right. J-Lo. I wouldn't J- mind a J-Lo. Because I always say Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even though she doesn't look anything like me, I just want her to be her really bad. So yeah. I would Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Yeah, I would, any of those. Any people, of those yeah. would be Kristen just Wick. fine. Yeah. Dax Shepard would obviously play Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Because they're body and doubles. Any bald white guy can play Scott because apparently <laughs> they all look the same. But which bald white guy would you pick? Mm, I probably Woody Harrelson because it's so obvious. And he yeah. always gets that. People are like, you look like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson's a good actor. He sure is. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. All right, let's see. <laughs> That's really um, cool. Everybody keeps asking for would you rather's. I will try to come up with some in our stories. They're hard to, they, I can come up with an off the top of my head, but it's been a while. I'm out of practice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I really want to address this because this is really funny. This one made me laugh. They said, can't remember what the bit was, but the game where Claire said he vapes now. That was from an episode in Girls Gone Wad where we yep. asked to describe on a post, like describe, describe your ex. your first kiss. Oh, your first describe kiss. Describe your first That's kiss. What? In three words or less. And he vapes now was the funniest by far. Submit. We got some actually some really good ones. Oh. But he vapes now was the most memorable. And that ended up being so the, memorable. The title Scott, of the episode. Scott still talks about that one. And I, I think the listener out there is still listening because I think yeah. every once in a while we hear from them. So please send us a message and be like, I'm the I'm the he vapes now girl. That's me. And it and and but the post I believe she said like a preface to it. It was like something, something, eighth grade, he vapes now. And it, yeah, was, like, it was like so funny. It yeah, was behind so... the blue, that behind right. the bleachers, eighth grade, eighth he grade. Vapes now. He yeah, vapes it was like <laughs> describe your first kiss and yeah, maybe it was like five or, or one sentence or less or something. He um, vapes now. <laughs> it's so good. It's what we need. I need to laugh. <laughs> I need to laugh. Oh God. All right, guys. I think that's it for this week. Yeah, we'll we'll answer the rest of your questions. Keep submitting them as we yes. post because they are the best and we will get to them at some point in the near future. And thank you to everyone who submitted their address that day when I was like, I love sending cards. Anyone want a card in the mail? I love sending like real mail. I got so many addresses that it's going to take me probably a year to get everyone a card. But I promise you, I will go through every address at some point this year and you will get a card in the mail it just might be a surprise because it had been so long since you put your address february of 2023 yes but just know you will be getting one in the mail yes so don't move (laughs) joy i hope you screenshotted all those answers because instagram's gonna delete them oh i haven't yeah how much time do i have 30 days uh, I think it's like, yeah, 30 or okay. 90. I'll, I'll get on that right now mm-hmm. today. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Cause I would not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just relied on Instagram to save it. Oh, all right, guys. You all can... of you down. <laughs> thank you for hanging in there with us this week. You can find us online. Our Instagram is at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for hanging in there. We have been through a lot together by this point, you guys, and we are not stopping anytime soon. Mm-mm. If you have a strong, 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 strong favorite Great British Baking Show season, mm, yeah, please let us know. And I really, yeah, I, I this is a very strong threat this time to do a an in between throwback. <laughs> we aren't kidding season. around. We would not kid about something desperate like times. This. Call for desperate measures. Yes. yes. All right, guys. We'll talk the great to you distraction. next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.